0: Welcome to the conversation. Mini. I'm Heil Russell, and I'm Cameron Regal, and we're going to be discussing Banjo Kazooie on the Nintendo Switch. Well, Banjo Kazooie on Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Which is terrible, terrible name. I, I, I hate that's NSO Plus. I know why they, you know, have the different moniker for it because this is a expanded service but it's just so clunky to say every time I, i'm so
1: numb to clunky names in this fandom anymore <laughs> like i think i think we hit the apex with sonic and sega all-stars racing with banjo kazoo <laughs> and it just i'm not i'm numb to it anymore.
0: at but least that's fun to say like at least that is just like word salad nonsense that's almost poetic in how stupid it is. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now this was the the big news. Well, I was, I want to say this was the big news coming out of the September Nintendo Direct from last year, but I guess there was a lot of big news in that one and it's 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 hard to crowd out Banjo-Kazooie returning to Nintendo uh that direct somehow found the way, but you know, th- this was what a lot of people have been wanting for a long time, and it was kind of tempered a little bit by the price of the expansion pack service for NSO. And then all of the problems with those early games on the service, like Ocarina of Time and. Uh, there were some issues with Mario Kart 64 and people were a little bit snake bit when it came to this. So by the time that Manjo Kazooie did come in January, by the way, I am surprised how quickly it came to the service after the announcement. I figured it would be, you know, halfway through 2022. Uh, no, they, they got it out pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny, like the turnaround time, I'm so used to um like Donkey Kong Country games taking a long time to be added anytime they do a new service with Super Nintendo games. Yeah. And this is, no, Banjo Kazooie was announced right out front and in within months.
0: Yeah. You would think that it would be easier to get Donkey Kong Country games on the service, um, which, I mean, it, it is on NSO, the original trilogy at least, but historically, you're right. Like, it, it's always. Oh, wait to get them on. Cause, and you would think Donkey Kong 64 would have been the game that would have popped up here before Banjo Kazooie. But no, Banjo Kazooie is the first, um, core DKU game. Um, you know, Mario Kart 64 being a cameo game isn't considered a core DKU game, but it, it's, I mean, it's here. And you know, uh, overall reception has been, Almost universally positive, like, you know, obviously you're going to get complaints here or there. Nobody's ever going to be in agreement with this sort of thing. But I think this is the big game on the service that uh, the fewest people have had problems with. And it's great to see, considering how much was riding on this, like the historical importance and the meaning behind it for a lot of people of having Banjo-Kazooie on a Nintendo console again.
1: Yeah, we'll get into it, but, um, like, I played through the game myself on Nintendo Switch Online just within the last few days, and uh, I think pretty much any issues with it are intrinsic to the Nintendo Switch Online experience in general. Mm -hmm. It seems like a very, very um, intact, faithful version of the game. Without, like, obvious problems. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're going to get into all of it, all of our thoughts on it. We do have some calls to take. We don't always take calls on a mini, but I know how many Banjo fans out there who are regular listeners probably wanted to have their say on it. So we're going to take them. Um One after the other. Let's go ahead and play the first call, and we're gonna we're gonna give our thoughts, maybe here or there on it, but a lot of it will tie into our larger points of discussion here. So uh, we're we're not going to belabor each one. All right, here we go. The first call.
2: What up, DK Vine? It's John Tessier calling in for another episode of the conversation. This time we're discussing uh, Banjo Kazooie and the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, which I uh, recently beat. So I'm like, hey, I'll give him a call. Uh, give some of my thoughts. I'm sure you've already talked about it to death. Uh, I've always been a uh, pro N64 version of this game. Yes, I have beaten the one on Xbox, beaten it twice. It's great, you know, but uh, the N64 version is better, and for me, it's because of the notes. You know, I'm sure you guys have talked about that, but uh, it's all because of the notes. Uh, they they get reset in the Xbox version or whatever they or whatever. You guys already know about that. Uh, but what I wanted to comment on it is the, specifically the NSO expansion pack. I found it very hard to shoot eggs because um, you had to do it with the control stick and the up control stick, and it kept moving the camera around for me uh whenever I tried to shoot eggs, and I couldn't map it to a different button, so that kind of pissed me off. Um, so maybe this is the most inferior uh, version of Banjo-Kazooie. It has input lag. Perhaps it is, but you know what was great about it was there was a time when I was playing this game – uh, you see, Rareware games are uh, very big for me and my family. We all played uh, all the N64 games in the 90s, and it's a very family thing for me. There was a time where I was playing Banjo-Kazooie, and I could see my sister was playing it and my brother was playing it. We were all playing it together online, obviously not together. Separately, we were playing it online at the same time. And to me, that, that was that was worth the price of NSL because that was cool to see that, you know, we were all playing together at the same time as a family. And it, if, if anything, despite the flaws in this version, uh, that was what was cool about it. And also I got wishy-washy banjo for the first time. So yeah. All right. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, John. And yeah, I, I haven't had many problems with uh, what he described. Um, and and maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I, I expect Banjo-Kazooie to be a clunkier experience Uh, It's something I've gone on about. Um, Having just replayed all of ukulele on stream, I I beat Capital B the other week, and you know it it, it was like, wow, ukulele feels really good. I, I know nobody's ever going to rank it above banjo kazooie, but as far as the crispness of the gameplay, the moves it feels a lot more modern than Banjo-Kazooie does when you go back to it. So any problems I have with Banjo-Kazooie, I'm not attributing so much to this version as I am just, well, it's a game from 1998 on
1: the N64. I I can relate to some of these issues um, just because um, the second that um, Aiming Eggs was mentioned, I, like, the light bulb went off in my head. Like, yeah, I I remember that um, because... (laughs) Um, so, in my playthrough of this game, even though there is a perfectly functional um, Nintendo 64 controller you can use with the Switch, I decided to make the experience different for myself and use the the Switch Pro controller mm-hmm. and see how that worked out. Um, and for the early stages of the game, it's like, yeah, it works perfectly fine. Um, I have to get used to some of the button mapping, but I'm doing okay and then the immediate point where i ran into problems was uh trying to knock out clanker's teeth with eggs when i suddenly <laughs> couldn't aim for anything yeah <laughs> um because um the the c buttons being controlled with the right stick um the up and the left inputs can get kind of muddied mm so I would be, like, shifting the camera when I didn't mean to or accidentally shooting an egg when I didn't mean to. Yeah. And it, it felt a bit like... Like, I, I'd say it's a bit like uh, like knocking something off a table in a Bethesda game and, like, trying to put it back or, like, playing nuts and bolts and uh, um, bumping into, like, a breakable object and then trying to put it back together. hmm Where it's just... It's way too cumbersome and you just need to give up. <laughs>
0: yeah that's so i i have been using my n64 controller so yeah that's that's completely why i haven't experienced that like i i've played it in handheld mode but not any of the parts where i would have to aim so i've completely dodged that egg <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's interesting um but yeah i mean um it, it's it's wild to me like playing with the n64 controller how you just fall back into it. Cause I've only played Banjo Kazooie in some semblance with an Xbox 360 on up controller uh, for the past however many years. What, since 2008? Um, 2000, yeah, it was somewhere around there. So, um, going back to the N64 controller, it's just amazing how you just fall back into it, like riding a bicycle, right? It's just, you you never forget. And, and that's remarkable to me because for most of my life now, I've I played this game, uh, the at least the BLA version, with an Xbox controller. So I would think the Pro Controller would probably feel more familiar to me, um, but the muscle memory is still there.
1: Yeah, it's... It's funny because the I am more used to playing the game now with an Xbox controller, I think, just because of the time I've spent with it, and it, the experience with the pro controller because it is a very similar style of controller like the industry's kind of homogenized mm-hmm. it's similar enough to be comfortable but also just just different enough to trip you up, yeah, like um using using the talon trot like I loaded up um both versions of the game the other day to to um do a comparison and going back to the xbox version i messed up because i was trying to talent trot using the right stick For no you have to press both shoulder triggers
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh well thank you for the call john let's go ahead and take our next call
3: oh i guess i guess the message is, is starting uh it just sort of beeped it didn't really give me any warning anyway uh just calling in uh it's Ray Day pinball here uh just I love the Banjo Kazooie on Switch. I went for the whole, you know, fifty dollars thing, whatever, just to play Banjo Kazooie, and totally worth it. It's it's amazing to be able to play that game on a modern console the way it was meant to be played, with the note system that challenges you, and you have to always make sure you got those honeycombs because man, your heart starts pounding when you get down to one one honeycomb in, in Winter and Click clock Wood. Uh, so I'm so happy that they, they kept it faithful and. The mansion plays the right audio on the keyboard. That was a big one for me, um, and I just am so happy that they, they they did it. And I really really hope they do Banjo because the uh, being able to te- skip the text that's another big thing that the Xbox One's missed. And I think Banjo the audio is kind of funky in the Xbox, especially like jiggy appearing sounds and and whatnot, theremin issues, stuff like that. So hopefully Banjo 2 comes out and we'll, it'll be glorious because we won't have as bad as frame rate issues as you do on the N64, but you'll get the full experience with the right audio, the right, you know, everything, the right font. Gotta, gotta love that font. Anyway, just blabbering about, uh, Banjo on Switch. I'm just so happy it's there. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Ray Day. And gotta love that font. I, that font, I have to say, um, you know there i got used to the xbla font on the uh, banjo games but having that original n64 font um it makes me so happy i i don't know what it is it's just like um
1: yeah same i i i it's it's not quantifiable for me there's just something like comfortable about that original font like i don't even th- necessarily think like the font in the xbla version is bad it's just like I can tell that it's different, and it's weird
0: yeah it it's just one of those things where if this is the version you grew up with if, if this is the version that you were introduced to banjo kazooie with it, it i don't know it's just kind of um comfort food like it me it's meaningless the font right and at the end of the day, but um it's <laughs>
1: And to the credit of ukulele, I think they hit on a font that's a lot closer to my mental idea of like, yeah, that's what a banjo typeface looks like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it really hard getting that font right in ukulele, like they struggled with it. And um, but yeah, Tui, I think would be the big the big get for me, because, you know, we, Cameron, we discussed banjo Tui at length um, for our Spotlight series on its 20th anniversary. And, you know, 2E is a game I run hot and cold with. It's a weird kind of Schrodinger's um, game for me where I both love it and hate it at the same time. And and be- it's p- because it's so long, it's so intertwined, it's so complex that if you take a break from it, it's so hard to jump back into it. So you you really have to commit. And I think having Tui, the original N sixty four Tui, you know, with none of the music miscues, having it on the Nintendo Switch where I could just play in handheld mode, I could play it on the couch, I can just pick it up, I can have save states, I think it would completely change the way I play Banjo Tui. And I would look forward to that experience.
1: Yeah, um, I'm curious how I'm going to. I, I I have to assume Tui is coming eventually because well, I I beat this game called Banjo Kazooie, and at the end it, it kind of promised there would be a sequel. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I wonder how I'm going to feel about that evaluation of it because the highs and lows. Uh, vis-a-vis differences between the xbox live version and the n64 version of Tui are a lot more pronounced in both directions for me than they are in banjo kazooie uh-huh like um cheap i mean really it just it the bulk of it comes down to Tui has a much better frame rate on xbla yeah breaks a bunch of aesthetic and sound features that really bother me so it'll I, in the, I'll have to think on what my final analysis will be when that comes out. Well, comes out.
0: And I brought this up before on the conversation, but frame rate issues never really bother me because I'm used to it. Because so many games I, I played growing up had frame rate issues, and it was just part and parcel with being a gamer. You know,
1: um, sure. and and I mean. My eyes will acclimate to it eventually, Uh that's kind of the thing. Like, it's incredibly jarring, even on the N64, to go from Kazooie to Tooie, because it just is a massive dip.
0: I I could see it giving, like, younger gamers who never really grew up with those issues, I could see it giving them a headache. I I could see, like, people being like, ooh, I don't like Banjo-Tooie, if this is the first time they played it, because... Oh the the frame rate is terrible but um if if you're of a certain age if you're if if you're starting to get lower back pains then you you, you probably won't have a problem with it. Um hey thanks Rayday. I'm glad you you've been enjoying it. I know you're one of our biggest diehard banjo fans in the community so i'm happy to hear it's met your expectations all right we have one more call to take let's play it and then we will get into the nitty gritty the ninty grunty of banjo kazooie on nso plus expansion pack
4: hi guys so i see you're doing an episode on the uh, nintendo switch online version of banjo And I wanted to call in to say that I am so excited about the relationship that Microsoft and Nintendo have been making recently. I feel like it's a new way to bring in more people for this sort of stuff. I've been seeing more people discovering Banjo-Kazooie for the first time through the Switch port, and I couldn't be happier about it. It's my favorite franchise of all time, and seeing people getting to fall in love with something I've loved for so long, as well as you guys have loved for so long, is extremely exciting. I hope that that means that games like Banjo-Tooie and Donkey Kong 64, and especially Diddy Kong Racing, can come back. This is like the only way I see Diddy Kong Racing getting pulled out of its grave and put back in the public now that there's finally a relationship between these companies. Not to mention, having online multiplayer for Tooie, DK64, and Diddy Kong Racing would be so, so cool. Very excited to see what this means for the future of the franchise. And uh, hopefully that means that Diddy Kong Racing's relationship Will be a little less convoluted. See what I did? I I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, bye.
0: Now only we get to do the shitty Kong puns, okay? Uh you don't have the right. You you have to earn that. Right. No, thank you for the call. Um, yeah, th- I mean obviously everybody's happy with this, but everybody I think is even more excited about what this could mean for the future. Especially vis a vis Diddy Kong Racing. Um and Banjo tooie you know, but I think Diddy Kong Racing would be the biggest get for the community. Cameron, I
1: Diddy Kong Racing is like the white whale for certain.
0: Or it's at least the whale that you jump over with the hovercraft. Um it, it, I, I have to tell you a story. So the other day on Twitter, I did this little thing like um pick uh th- three Donkey Kong villains, like the big bads, the arch nemeses of the series. Pick three to form like a, a, an Injustice League, um, uh, Legion of Super Villains, or Legion of Doom or whatever the hell it's called in DC Comics. And um, so I, I had K. Rule, I had Wizpig. I had Ghastly King from off of Jungle Beat. I uh, didn't include Cactus King because I didn't want to confuse people. Uh, I uh, had Tiki Tong. Obviously, and Lord Frederick, and a couple people were like, "I don't know who Wizpig is. What? What's Wizpig? What's it? Who's Wizpig? I don't know anything no. about Wizpig." Yeah, yeah, and um, like it—it it was weird. Like you, you get you get these shifts every now and then where you realize people are getting younger and you're getting older. And, and and Diddy Kong Racing, another topic we have beaten into the ground here on The Conversation is how Diddy Kong Racing is running the risk of being forgotten. Because younger gamers for 20 years, over 20 years now, have not been able to legitimately play Diddy Kong Racing. It has not been available. And, yeah, people don't know who Whiz Pig is. <laughs> and... I was like uh, looking up at my Toy Biz Whiz Pig action figure uh, up on his missile up on my desk here, and and uh, I'm I'm wearing my Whiz Pig shirt from uh, Dracula Bite right now, and I, I'm just like, oh no!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Diddy Kong Racing on Switch would be the the ultimate the um. Just as important as getting Banjo-Kazooie into Smash Ultimate was this would be the ultimate for the DKU because it would reintroduce really the pillar, the, the cornerstone of the DKU to the the younger generations and like establish who these characters are, the relationship between Banjo and Diddy and Conker and Diddy. Uh, a lot of stuff that's been forgotten about or fallen down the memory hole so yeah i'm obviously rooting for that don't go 64 i wouldn't wouldn't worry about because you know you, you I feel get like it's a sure bet you get into the weeds with this kind of stuff because yeah rare might own this or that or and be rare you know by way of uh xbox now but it's it's something that's been worked out in the past. Um,
1: we have historical precedent for it
0: happening. Yeah. So Donkey Kong 64, I would never worry about. It's it's really the N64 versions of the Banjo games, and especially Diddy Kong Racing, that are the big ones. Stuff that you couldn't experience on Rare Replay.
1: Yeah, so far, like, Donkey Kong 64 is the one I'd be the most confident in. I feel like Tui is... Like ninety nine percent a sure bet just because we got Kazooie and why would you only get Kazooie and not also Tui? But everything else does feel up in the air and like if if we could only get one more rare game on Switch besides Tui, I'd want Diddy Kong Racing.
0: Same, I or or... Camera like
1: maybe even instead of Tui to be honest, but I still want Tui.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want 2E. I would take 2E and Diddy Kong Racing over Dunko 64, but, um just thinking
1: fortunately, fortunately this isn't a twitter post where we have so where one has to go so i think i optimistically we will get all three
0: yeah uh i i think the universal warm reception to banjo kazooie on nso plus expansion pack bodes well if everybody hated it then you know all parties involved might just throw up their hands and be like look we tried to please you didn't work we're moving on but um just the thought of playing diddy kong racing with my friends um my my dk vine uh, staffer friends and everybody in the community yeah. um th- th- i mean that's a dream come true like
1: that that, that online multiplayer possibility like i know we have had difficulties trying to play mario kart 8 <laughs> online because the the nintendo switch online's solution to how that works isn't the best um no it's at least it's something it's, it's something it's it's not nothing um <laughs> yeah we and...
0: we we were playing block fort and uh we weren't really having any problems and then jeff joined and and jeff's connection was spotty at the time and so it was basically block fort in bullet time
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know about you hyle but i didn't acclimate to that frame rate <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was it was a unique experience and it was hilarious but um i don't need to have that in my life on a yeah. routine basis
1: um, but yeah this i didn't think about it until this call but this would also be if if we get two e potentially the first time Tui's had online multiplayer because the xbox live arcade version is local only
0: yeah um and i've never really delved too much into the multiplayer of 2E or Donkey Kong 64 because, you know, by that point, like, um, my IRL friends, you know, we weren't really getting together to, like, we we might play Donkey Kong 64 together the adventure. We might play Banjo-2E a little bit together, but we are mostly doing things on our own at that point. And then when we did get together, somebody's just going to break out Goldeneye. So...
1: It's also the one scenario I can imagine where people, if we get people from DK Vine together, Tower of Tragedy multiplayer might actually not be incredibly one-sided because, look, you get four friends together and only one of you brought the copy of Banjo-Tooie you're going to be the one who knows all the minute trivia yeah. about Banjo-Tooie.
0: Yeah. It's, where, not,
1: it's not like Mario Party where everybody can come in on an even keel.
0: Where you get the experts in. You you, you get, you get you know, people who have devoted their lives to studying the min, minutiae of these games. And then, yeah, then you're going to have some serious sparks fly. Um, yeah, so I, I'm excited about what this might... Um, you know, lead to in the future. But I also don't want to count my chickens. Um, I don't want to count my, uh, my heggy eggs before they hatch here, because, you know, this, this itself, Banjo-Kazooie on a Nintendo console would have been unthinkable um, a, a scant five to six years ago. Like th- this is um, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Like um, pre-Rare Renaissance, this would have been basically unthinkable and here we are and it 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 is um just like it's weird to me how surreal it feels okay because one booting up banjo kazooie on the switch should be this brain melting thing and maybe it's because we're in a post super smash brothers ultimate world but it both feels surreal, and it feels not at all at odds with reality. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm playing Banjo-Kazooie on Switch. Maybe I've had time to acclimate to the idea. Uh, but it, it it feels weird, but it doesn't feel weird. It feels like, oh, yeah, this is normal. This is reality it's now.
1: How, it's weird how not surreal it feels. You're right.
0: Yeah. Um, By the way, in the live stream right now, uh, just Andre says the idea of a DK Vine Tower of Tragedy stream has me drooling. So, you know, it's something we do have to do Uh, (laughs) (laughs) if if only to collect Andre's vital bodily fluids for future use. So, yeah, um, I wanted to get into and you wanted to get into, hence you uh, chronicling all of this the different differences between the nso version not just to the xbla version which is what most people like game explain um have done and 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 chronicled but also we this, this is the wilder thing for me the differences between the nso version and the original N64 1.0 Banjo-Kazooie cartridge which is what I grew up with I got it on the day it came out so it's the only version of Banjo-Kazooie I've ever known my friend Elliot my my DKU compatriot before DK Vine that's the version he had so I've I've only ever played that cartridge and there are, there have been differences in this and that's because it is from the US 1.1 uh, release, which was also the release they used in Japan, I believe. Um...
1: Yeah, I uh, this this took a detour. I got into the weeds with this. Originally, like I only um, was researching this because I thought, well, we'll we we'll, we'll need to talk about like the merits of this version versus the XBLA version versus the original and the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't expect to get into. Quite as minute detail, which I shouldn't have been surprised because it's me. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, and so I I looked into a lot of this and uh I wanna give a special shout out to um Shane from the DK Vine community who really helped me um research some of this when I had questions about like was this is this is different in this version, but was it also different in the revision from back in the day yeah um so um most of the most of the stuff that's like it looks like this is derived from the 1.1 release um so any changes in that version from the original n64 run are in this um and uh like just just going from the top um those are um, changing the texture on the turbo trainers to a star um, from uh from a star to a lightning bolt,
0: Cameron, I never knew this and and maybe I did know it, and it just wasn't information I kept stored in the data banks, but I never knew that the um the the running shoes, which is what they are called in banjo kazooie um had the turbo trainer's lightning bolt in later iterations of the original banjo kazooie i thought that that was just something they changed in tui
1: yeah this was something i had to like go back and verify with people because i remember of all things having one of those like text only like here's a hundred nintendo game cheats books when i was a when i was a kid mm-hmm. and i specifically remember them pointing out the trivia that like oh the, the shoes used to have stars on them and in later releases, they're not there. And that kind of made it stick in my head, but it was something that like people would point out the difference when in Tui, but I would almost never see it called out that it was changed in a revision to Banjo Kazooie. I wonder why. Sure. Um, I have a guess and I, I, again, like, this is just a guess, Uh but I feel like it's a pretty good guess. um, there is a real brand of shoes that has a star logo. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Converse All Stars. Uh-huh. Um, I suspect maybe it was changed because of that.
0: I mean, usually that's the case. Either you're upsetting some corporation or you're uh in the case of Ocarina of Time upsetting a whole religion. Uh, but that that's usually why they change yeah. this stuff in in later iterations. It it's funny to me because for me the stars on the shoes were this great piece of continuity and lore. Um the sporting goods company in the rear archipelago utilizes stars on their on their clothing, like shoes, shirts. Um, boats, uh, seen in Congress pocket Tales. So, uh, like the turbo trainers, I always took to be like a separate competing brand. Like you have the running shoes and then you have the, the rival, the turbo trainers, like a Nike Adidas sort of thing, uh, or Nike Reebok, whatever. Um, but I,
1: I do think ultimately the lightning bolt makes more sense in context because sure. though, though that said it's like, now do they have, if. If there's another banjo game, do they have to worry about like DC thinking that looks too similar to the Flash? I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, that that that's the most mind blowing thing to me, something I never knew. Um and yep, here we are.
1: Okay. And uh the the other changes from the one point one version, at least that I know of, um, are all changes that are documented well part partly Changes that are documented because they are um, things that come into play when you try to speed run the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, not not so much this this first part. I don't think because this is just more of a more this is more of a thing that is good to patch probably good to patch out of a modern release of it because it's a bad thing to have in your game. so, in both Mad Monster Mansion and Click Clock Wood, there are places you can go out of bounds. Um, there is, like, some... In Mad Monster Mansion, it's collision detection that's, like, kind of faulty with the um, the well. Mm-hmm. That can, like, cause you to go out of bounds. And in Click Clock Wood, there is... Um, and this is, I think, even something that DK Vine documented back in the day. Um, there's a way for you to... It, normally, the sequence in Click Clock Wood goes that when you first run into Naughty, he gives you the speech about how he stuck out of his house, but right. he's under, He's underwater. The the rock blocking his house is also underwater. You can't really help him in spring because you have no way to. Um, There is, like, through some finagling a way to break that rock in the original release in spring, like mm-hmm. either using eggs or like using some kind of glitch to move around underwater. And it turns out that's not an intended thing to do because that, um, tunnel is not textured or complete and you'll ride right. to the void. Right. It. <laughs> um, so yeah, not, not things that are intended to happen. Probably good to not have in a modern re-release. Yeah. Um, the thing that um I addressed earlier that comes into play with speed running is so in the original release of the game um whenever banjo stands on a-, a steep surface that would either need the talent trot or for you to be like some kind of some kind of transformation to stand on um he'll be able to stand on it for like a few seconds before he automatically slides off. Uh-huh and um, the speedrunning community has abused that glitch to um skip over some things to shave off a few minutes um for instance um the jiggy at the top of the termite tower in um Mumbo's mountain um is meant to be it's meant to be so so steep that even Talon Trot can't get up it you have to get the termite transformation yeah but if you know the game inside and out and you can just strategically get banjo to stand still a few places over and over again you can make your way up that hill and basically never have to transform into the termite for either that jiggy or the one outside and you can imagine that saves a lot of time sure yeah um but yeah that that's also gone you will have to transform into the termite in this one
0: Good. Everybody should have to be the termite at least once in their life. That's that's just common sense. It's a rite of passage.
1: <laughs> yeah, um... So, that's all that's different from the, the 1.1 ja- uh release, which is, as far as I can tell, pretty much the Japanese release. As far as I can tell, the 1.0 release is the only version that Europe ever got. Okay. Um... The other differences, for the most part, are just like the the standard things that come with it running on Nintendo Switch Online, namely that it's in 720p as opposed to 240p. Yeah, which isn't as high isn't the highest resolution you can play Banjo Kazooie in because you can pop over to the Xbox Live Arcade version, and if you have a Series X or an Xbox One X, you can play it with a 4K resolution. Yeah, but um, I got to say it is. This is something I was pleasantly surprised with, because I did not feel like I could ex- I could count on Nintendo re-releasing these games with any resolution boost above 480, because that's what it was on the Wii U. Yeah. So even if it's not as crisp as it could be, I it is a lot cleaner, and I know not everybody likes that. A lot of people like playing their N64 games to have a little bit of blur. But... Yeah,
0: I I think if you make it too clear, it's like the uh the the porn industry's um fear of higher resolution, like you don't want to see everything. So, uh, you know, playing the game as it was intended at the time can be beneficial because it it hides the imperfections. But um I think 720p is a good compromise where um it's just crisp enough but it doesn't go too far into um the 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 absurdity and re- like putting a spotlight on the fact that this game was you know made in the late 90s um so and, and I love that it's not widescreen <laughs> you know I I love that it's the original standard definition if you if you want to call it that just it, I I don't know I, I something about it it's like this is the way Banjo Kazooie was intended to be seen I don't I don't have any issue with the XBLA version when I'm playing that you know it's you know it's it's great that it's widescreen but sometimes you don't want to see all the vegetables hopping around in the background of Spiral Mountain
1: yeah it's one of those things where like I think it's Both of these things, the resolution and the widescreen, I I think it's a situation where it's good to have options Mm -hmm. because I really like playing Banjo-Kazooie in widescreen on XBLA, but I also understand the game was not designed around that. Yeah. So it's like, say, those, like, like the widescreen DVDs of Buffy where you see, like, stage and set equipment off the side of the frame sometimes (laughs) because they weren't, you weren't meant to see that. Right. (laughs) Um.
0: So that's actually an issue with a lot of stuff in the early days of HD where they would film them with like standard definition in mind. And then the widescreen um, HD versions, um, they they wouldn't put any thought or framing into it. So it's just unnecessary or in, in those cases, just completely uh, rife with mistakes and, and stuff that was never really meant to be seen. So... Um, it, it isn't until you get to about the mid-aughts where everybody was starting to think in the terms of, no, this is this is just widescreen. We're filming this with widescreen. Um, and I guess yeah, same there... same is true with the video game industry.
1: Yeah, there there is admittedly one place where it being um, the original aspect ratio bothers me, and it's not the game's fault. It's a Nintendo Switch Online quirk, which is... Um, that damn border you <laughs> can, cannot change or get rid of. Yeah. Along with the, um, the P1 icon in the corner, which becomes important if you're playing online multiplayer, but doesn't matter when you're playing a single-player game. It's just kind of a bug in the corner of the screen.
0: It is great um, to see my icon of Donkey Kong up in the corner of Banjo-Kazooie at all times.
1: I, <laughs> I do want to point out, like, I they they make um unique trailers for all of these re-releases uh-huh. um as they come out for Nintendo Switch online and it at on the one hand it bothers me that like the banjo the banjo kazooie tra- uh NSO trailer on YouTube which I'm I'm just going to say like is extremely well edited it's it's a it's been, they did a spectacular job I would recommend watching it if you haven't um it's a good like highlight reel of Banjo-Kazooie that you can tell, like, somebody who really loved the game put together.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but all of those trailers have to have the stupid border and the, the player icon. Um, but they at least did a really cute thing in the Banjo trailer, which is the, the icon is K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing, uh-huh. who's playing an instrument.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they you, you it's it's clear how much thought they put into that trailer too because there was the big grand reveal of the Nintendo xylophone that Mumbo plays um in the opening sequence which is also uh, featured on this episode's key art and um because there there was a big question leading up to it most of us assumed it was the N64 original but there were still some questions and uh, once you see that, you know, OK, we're, we're dealing with the N64 original and then you see the original font and it's just, Mwah! you know, it, it, it was clear that whoever edited it knew people were going to be looking for those cues, for those tells. And um, they revealed them in a very uh, deliberate way, just like during the direct when they had Banjo, at least the uh, U.S. version of the direct or the North American version where they had the um reveal banjo kazooie at the very end and almost like cut off so it's just like a blink <laughs> and you miss it like wait what <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: yeah um it 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 is kind of I'm not, i i wouldn't say i'm surprised but i still love it that um this does seem to be uh because i know it was a point of concern because the xbla version did do this but like um if you're worried about, like, Nintendo-specific elements getting excised from this game, it looks like everything in that regard was completely untouched. Mm-hmm. Xylophone's there, the Game Boy startup noise is there. Yeah. Um, I tried to verify if, like, the the Nintendo character names are in the quiz at the end, but... I played through that quiz twice and did not see those questions come up, but I have no reason to suspect they're not there.
0: If this is just the one point um, one version, then there's no reason to think there's anything edited. Like it it's Barry and Rusty Bucket Bay, like Pocket Tales, Twelve yeah. Tales era Barry, not yep, Conquer. Barry,
1: yeah. Barry's still there. Um the like all the rare logos are still the original rare wear logo. They're not the um, the revised logo from the mid two thousands, which was done. It's funny that was done to bring the XPLA version up to date, and now it dates it
0: <laughs> extremely. Right, because <laughs> right, the the buyout era rare logo isn't even the one being used by Rare now. Rare has adopted something much they're, closer they're... to much closer to the Rareware version actually. So yeah, nice they're, hybrid they're
1: two logos. on from that was
0: <laughs> well, nobody really wants to talk about the Connect era logo, but. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine Banjo-Kazooie revised to have that one? Oh, my Rae
0: God. Rae. Uh, <laughs> like, as, when I'm ranking them, the Rareware logo will always be my favorite. But damn, if I don't love the new one, the current one, because it, it it utilizes just enough of, of the Rareware logo. It,
1: it genuinely might be my favorite iteration of it. It's,
0: if if I didn't have nostalgia kind of guiding. Of
1: every, yeah. It's kind of the best of every world in that it's... It's a clean logo that you don't have to rely on a 3D render to use. Yeah, um, and it also still echoes all the design cues from the original slab. It's it's a it's a great solution.
0: Um, um, in in the live stream, really quick, Gibbon is asking, "How's the input lag, if any?"
1: Um, so I have seen reports of the like. Whenever people have done like dissections of the game, like to figure out, hey, does it have input lag? Um, The verdict is general that I've seen is generally yes. um, Though input lag is something that, unless it's extremely bad, I usually don't pick up on it historically. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know about you, Heil.
0: No, um, I I'm I'm too busy looking at, at the design on the shoes to really care about stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's something that permeates the entire game, but it it's it's again like a like a frame, like the frame rate. I think I just kind of acclimate to it. Mm-hmm. Um But generally the impression I've seen from the people I've watched on YouTube were like seen text comments for who are like doing this in good faith it seems like um input lag is present but not like extreme and it's really hard to quantify because you know people are using like just using an hd television you're causing input lag yeah um but um yeah i, I can't really speak too much to that i think it's present it didn't personally bother me
0: yeah so um, I I don't think we need to go through the the bullet points of like the the differences between the XBLA version and the NSO version, aka the N sixty four version, because you yes. know everybody else has done it and a lot of people are already familiar with it, even if you don't think you are. I would like to really discuss the. Um, Maybe the the benefits that the NSO brings over the XBLA because I don't want to shit talk the XBLA version. It's a it's I a will... it's a great version. Yeah. But um, yeah. why? Like if, if you are a Banjo fan who doesn't have a Switch, you you are all in on Xbox. Um, what would be the reasons to make me think about getting a Switch, other than you know Banjo Kazooie being in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Um, what what would be the reasons to maybe seek this one out?
1: I, I will start with maybe the most inane thing I can possibly start with, <laughs> okay. which is something that the NSO version act does better than the N64. Well, actually, no, this is in the XPLA version too, so it doesn't even help my argument. Um, but I, I did want to just talk about it. Um, so in the in the in the N64 version, there's a the doorway above freeze easy peak, oh yeah, um um it's really hard to notice, but in the in the n sixty four version there's a problem with the texture over the door mm-hmm. um, where it like kind of stretches like a last row of pixels really, really far and just kind of like makes the texture kind of a mess,
0: yeah,'
1: it displays the way it was meant to the one difference that I have found between. It and any of the original N64 releases, I don't know what caused it. I don't know if that's like a thing that was revised back in the day and never like put out like, like an internal revision Mm -hmm. that carried over to XBLA or if it's like a, I mean, we've gone over that NSO emulation isn't perfect. It might be some like very specific weird hardware quirk that isn't present anymore and something makes the texture display right
0: and i i it's hard to tell because i am not you know technically minded for any of this stuff um my my area of expertise is what you would find in the tower of tragedy quizzes but i do know that you know rare more than any other studio knew how to push the limits of the n64 hardware and that's why it's they're so hard to emulate uh, And yeah, so sometimes and often, you're going to get presentation things cropping up that either were a problem on the N64 or are a problem with emulation.
1: And it, it's funny that a lot of the emulation problems are kind of the result of Rare accounting too well for what the N64 could and couldn't do. Like yeah. all of the timing that breaks in DK64 because it was built to account for the hardware lag. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so yeah, that was completely pointless
1: to bring up if you wanted a benefit of the Nintendo Switch no, I mean, over the XBLA version. But, it, but, but
0: I it, felt it, like I had to get it out there. It has come up. I'm glad we we touched upon it. So
1: yeah, um, that is a very specific, very weird thing. But um, as far as actual like incentives to play the N64 online version over the XBLA version, um, because I. I think a lot of stuff is the XBLA banjo cuz we port like I don't want to sound like I'm too down on it because it's a perfectly fine way to play the game. I've replayed it a bunch of times on the XBLA version. It's a perfectly serviceable way to play the game. It does a lot of really good cool stuff that mm-hmm. is is like better than better than any other version of the game to me in places, but there's also a lot of little stuff that broke in the translation from N64 to Xbox and it is the kind of stuff that bothers me from like a purist like I want the I want the uh, the original developer intent intact. Yeah. Um sort of thing. And uh one of those is um right off the bat there's um Texture issues in banjo kazoo in banjo kazooie XBLA um, that aren't present in the N- n64 online version. The most prominent one I can say right off the bat is: um, you ever looked at two D's uh, the star? You talked about star branded clothing. Have you yeah. ever looked at two D's shirt in the XBLA version?
0: I'm sure I have, but I, I can't recall what you're saying. Uh, the
1: bottom, the entire bottom half of the star is missing.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. There's, there's some issues like that. I don't think there are any like as, extremely in your face as that. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also like some sound issues here and there. Um, like the one mentioned on the call, like Moatsand. Yeah. The the way that or, sorry Moatsand I always <laughs> it's I fine. always i always mess up the pun because i'm so used to just reading it yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah you're meant to be able to play the same notes along with him to the tune of a song and it's just the same note over and over in the xpla version um there is there are not not to the extent as in 2e because TUI has the problem of the upped frame rate like really heavily desyncing the cutscene timing because the the cutscenes are effectively running at double speed with the better frame rate mm-hmm. um uh, but there are like some light cutscene issues um like the big the biggest ones are all in the intro um Like, um, if you look on the XBLA version, because the frame rate's a bit cleaner, um, there's a moment when Grunty turns around to leave, um, with her broomstick, and in the XBLA version, the cutscene will just, like, hang there for three seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Give
1: the cutscene time to catch up. And, um, also when she's, you can't see it, but when she's outside Banjo's house, like, trying to wrangle Tootie, you'll hear, like, a bunch of cartoon sound effects, and, see the screen shake and mm-hmm. dust clouds appear um a lot of those effects aren't in the XPLA version for some reason um and just like other other cutscene things that would bother me mm-hmm. um uh that are a bigger deal than that um you know the like mid the like the the credit sequence that's not the end of the game like when you've done uh furnace fun, but you haven't actually beat grunty where they do the character parade where
0: where mumbo's grilling up Royston,
1: yeah, um before that, um they do like a sort of character parade with all the credits, and at the very end of it in the original is a scene where with Banjo and kazooie walking back to their house and kind of talking to each other, and it's kind of. It's cute. It has a little bit of like Kazooie saying like, oh, we missed a carrot. We yeah. got to go over there and kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's not in the XBLA version because the credits are longer. So they just kind of repeat certain characters to get all the names in. And it results in that scene with Banjo and Kazooie not being in the game. Oh, my
0: God, you're right. I completely never realized that even though I distinctly have never forgotten them attacking the carrot, you know, it just... It, it's its one of those things where I never realized it wasn't there in the XBLA version, but I would then recall back to it immediately. Uh, weird. Weird.
1: Yeah. And uh, the biggest one, and... Uh, yeah, I realize this is not a... This is not a... I'm assuming anybody listening to this does not care about spoilers for Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the... This is something that I really wish they had gone back. And I understand why they did it at the time when Banjo Kazooie XBLA came out, but I wish they had patched it the second that they released Tui yeah. for X- Xbox Live. Which is the ending of the 100% ending of Banjo Kazooie was changed in the XBLA version, so that instead of saying like, "Oh, you got to check out this new game, Banjo Tui," it's changed to say "Nuts and Bolts." Yeah, and it's just say like find and replaced kind of thing where the script is exactly the same except for the name of the game yeah i again i I understand why they did it because at that point they did make stop and swap work yeah with nuts and bolts and tui hadn't been announced yet
0: yeah so the 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 order went banjo kazooie xbla banjo kazooie nuts and bolts and then banjo tui xbla So because of that, you have that weird discontinuity, which we've always explained as well. The XBLA versions are simply log, making them relive the events of the original games. So that accounts for all of the variances and differences uh, therein. So, yeah. So it it is nice, though, to have the proper... Lead in, you know, um, Banjo Tui is next. Well, I guess Banjo we grunny's Revenge is next, but uh, Mumbo didn't know that. M- Mumbo didn't know grunny was going to go back in time a couple months later, you know. Rare didn't know it either. This has
2: been a File 2 production. Keriko. <makes noise>